okay, so for, so for some reason, <laughs> I think it's the acoustic guitar that comes in like the fourth fourth bar or something like that. I love it so much. But when I was looking for that song for the show, um, World to Free was on YouTube. Like I wanted something that like inspired me or like opened my eyes, like, you know, got me kind of awake, but in yeah, a yeah. good a good mood. Uh-huh. And the goal was, as you know, to eventually through just myself with my equipment to create a better one like you know by us for us right yeah yeah but every time i listen to it i get so happy like it's so <laughs> perfect for me and then i started thinking right now like the doom set in i was like how am i gonna top this because this is not in my wheelhouse at all yeah if you ask me to do more of a rock song or something like that or yeah hip-hop drum beats i could easily do that uh-huh. or something way more moody like if you think of like Blade Runner 2049, like very dark, but this is so light and perfect. And I'm just like, I, I have no clue. So I'm very much looking forward to trying to tackle that project and then sending the demos to you. And then you're like, this, just keep going with the old one. The, the old screaming one. guy's not doing it for me. <laughs> this is not <laughs> for me. So welcome in, Ben. Today we have a very, very, very important topic, as they all are. But today is even more special. What do we have today? Yeah, today we're talking about how to have a relationship with God. Um, so, you know, I think every human being has that innate desire to have a relationship with their creator. So we're going to dive into that and not just talking about uh, that initial relationship with God, but even if you, you know, you might say, yeah, I already have a relationship with God. How can you how can you improve that relationship with God? So I'm excited to keep going on this. I was very much excited because this this whole week, as you know, like in my personal life, it's been a it's been a very tough like two weeks. And when we started talking about this or throwing this idea back and forth, it really kind of kept me going or pushing me forward because as I kept thinking about or prepping for the show, which I didn't, spoiler alert, I was <laughs> stuck at UPS. I kept thinking about I was like it took me back to the beginning. I was like, why did I develop this relationship, right? Why did I start on this path? Yeah. And to me, it was just, I kept remembering and having those feelings. I was like, this is such an awesome, uh, I don't know. It's just, there's no other way to put it. It's just an awesome, awesome experience. And to start to gather knowledge by being around Christians, uh, faith-based people, going to church, being around you, reading the Bible, just all these different aspects of it. And from the outside looking in or from before, I just thought it was always, every time I pictured it, it was always, and this is no right or wrong. This is just was my stigma sure. that I absorbed from media mainly. Yeah. Was every time I pictured Bible study, reading the Bible, it was like in a, if you can picture with me, like a classroom in middle school alone, no one there, more like a detention, yeah. right? More like a negative. Yeah. And I couldn't have been more wrong. Mm-hmm. And there was this... uh post that um someone put their their christian based online and i loved it and it dealt basically with or like when you find out how fun um non-sinning activities can be <laughs> yeah your your world will change forever and it clicked and i was like you know what this this is fun this is fantastic to me going to yeah. church being around you like for the past two years not going out and partying, not going out and doing silly things, not regretting things the next day. Mm. Every time I go to church, Monday when I wake up, I have not woken up and saying, holding my head, <laughs> puking in a toilet, being like, you know what? I really regret that holy water, <laughs> right? Or whatever it is. It's like yeah. I have every time I read the Bible, I don't look back yesterday. And it's like, you know what? That 18 minutes I spent reading the Bible 
I really wish I had that back to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it's not a waste of time. Ne- yeah. It had, and I can't explain it. Like I not once and and anything. And so it's. It, I was just so happy that that light bulb went off. I saw that post, and if we yeah. can somehow someone's listening to this and they take that first step, then that would be amazing. Yeah, no, the Bible talks about that feeling. I mean, Paul talks. He's talking to some new believers in one of his letters and he's saying you know those things that you used to do that you look back on like those things lead to death and you look back on those things that you did and you're you're like ashamed of that stuff but now you're doing stuff that leads to life and that's obviously the extremely paraphrased ben version of the verse (laughs) but that's the that's the change you know it's a change from death things that lead to death, the things that lead to life. And I think you're describing the lie that Satan holds up in front of everybody. He's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna give you this one thing that you can't have if you follow God, and I'm going to dangle that in front of your face, and I'm going to make you want to desire that, and you're going to get tunnel vision on these things that lead to death and uh, lead to regret and you're going to ignore um, all the good things that God has in store for you. It's the same trick he's been playing since the beginning. You know, Adam and Eve Eve had the entire uh, world to enjoy, but Satan comes um, at this one spot where God says, this is the one thing that I'm withholding from you right now for your good. And he says, no, this is the one thing you need. So, um... Yeah, it's and it's the spirit of God that awakens us to that that truth that yeah, what we're living for is death and it's it's regrettable. It's not going to last. You know, and like there's a couple of things you said to where I was I was thinking it made me think um once for a Saturday <laughs> my brain is usually <laughs> shut off. I'm so tired. <laughs> so from a shout out to the purple and yellow box lines. Um <laughs> I was going to say I overheard someone at church saying this specifically that there was a reason or he he believes that there was a reason and you can correct me if i'm wrong because i haven't uh read that part of it yet that the tree of knowledge right that they ate from Uh is that what it is okay that it was placed specifically in the center because they had to pass all the beautiful gifts that he had already given them right kind of like walking through the the old saying like you you walk through a forest but you don't see any of the trees right Right. you don't notice yeah same as me, and we've been talking about that for almost over a year, how I never noticed when you kept saying that I was blessed, and I was like, what are you talking about? I have, This is wrong with me, this is wrong <laughs> yeah. with me, and I, I am. Yeah, and that that's a good point. You know, Maybe it is true that the tree was there because uh, the, the path to get to it was surrounded by everything else. The other thing to think of in that regard is... Uh, like you were talking about, like, oh, well, following God is going to be dull and boring. It's the idea that God is withholding things from us. And in reality, I think that if Adam and Eve had continued in their perfect state, eventually God would have given them that knowledge. But it would not have been in a sinful way because God has knowledge of evil, but he doesn't do evil. So Adam and Eve could have had that um, eventually. But you know, often, unfortunately, whatever God withholds, our flesh and the devil push us towards. Um, but those things lead to, you know, death and um, regret apart from God. 
So, you know, we're talking about how to have a relationship with God, and there's a lot of confusion in people's minds about what it is to really have a relationship with God that leads to life, not just a, a um, oh yeah, I know something about God, but a personal um, day-to-day relationship with God. Because we, we have to get over this idea as a society that knowing about God equals being in a relationship with God. Because it's kind of hard, but James says that, you know, the devil believes in God, and he's actually afraid of him. So we can't, we got to get over this barrier that, well, I believe God exists, therefore I am right with God. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people get stuck there. So we have to say, okay, I believe in God, but there are some things that um, I need to do to be right with God. Just like any friendship, you know, like if you have a friend and there's some stuff between you and your friend, if you don't resolve that stuff, the relationship never is what it should be. Um, So uh, somebody has said this, God is holy and cannot tolerate sin. Now, when I say the word sin, Chris, what do you, what, how would you define sin? (laughs) Anything that I do on a daily basis. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just picture like how you picture, um, I just pictured uh, Gordon Ramsay. You know how, like, have you seen this? I, I never watched his show because he's, I, I love the guy, but he's he's too, if I'm around him, I'll get to his level, right? Oh, too yeah, intense, yeah, my yeah. blood pressure goes up. <laughs> but I think specifically on one of them called like Nightmare Kitchen or something, the very first five to 10 minutes besides the intro is him pointing out everything someone does wrong, right? Like, right, yeah. The beef is that, it should be that, <laughs> your kitchen, you know, all, and that's how I picture God coming into my life. He's like, hey, can I, you know, can I come in? Do you accept me into your heart? Yes. Okay. We're going to clean up your life. And just everything is like, bing, bing, bang, boom, boom. <laughs> like everything's just like, got to clean up. Man, this is one messy room. Get, get all this out of here. <laughs> so that's how I picture it. But to answer your question, the sin, I, right or wrong, what I try to do at this knowledge or at this level is try to lump it in more towards like the seven deadly sins and uh-huh. then extensions from there okay. right and and how they affect my life and and thanks to you mainly to you and and the the bible but you've put it more in in um you've helped me identify in real world context is one of the things about like uh lust for example and we had that mm-hmm. conversation and i always thought in in my head was oh i'm not if I had a girlfriend, I'm not physically going out and then having a physical affair with this person, X, Y, and Z, and it's it's in the physical realm. Right. But it's also your thoughts. Yeah. And that was a huge thing to me. So when, when you enlightened me with that, and I went to the Bible and then started looking at the other sins, wrath seems to be one of my biggest ones mm. because I'm not out there, you know, doing a bunch of things in the physical world. I don't attack people at UPS. Yeah. But if I think of it, it's it's getting there and it's just as equal. Like the yeah. sin is committed. It's about right. your thoughts. Also, right. what you say is a huge one. Yeah. So not only if I think something bad about someone, but if I'm, I'm in the wrong state of mind, no matter what the reason or excuse is, and I call someone a name, that is still sinful nature because I'm lashing out at this person. And I may not be, you know, striking them in the face. I may not be assaulting them physically, but just by the Bible standards of me lashing out at my neighbor, yeah, it's it's incorrect. And I really had to 
when I was in line to that and you share that knowledge with me, it was like a huge tidal wave. I just didn't fix one thing. I'm on the process of trying to correct all these ones. Yeah, man, that process never goes away. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we're all sinful and God continually does, even after you, you know, establish your relationship with God, then I think the real work yes. begins. Um, so, but I, I love that because what you brought up there, because I think it shows the condition of humanity. Like yes. there's really no escaping. If you're honest with yourself, you'll recognize that you violated God's law. Yeah. Like if God says that, you know, whosoever, um, you know, whoever looks at a woman in his heart to lust after her has committed adultery with her already. What man could honestly say he's never done that? Yes. I don't think yeah. there's any, or who has, who would say that they've, never been angry with someone to the point in their mind where they would um, want to do something to them. Yeah. I think we've all, if, if you're honest with yourself, we've all been there. And so because God is holy and cannot tolerate sin, that sin, anything that we're thinking or saying or doing that does not please God, that has broken our relationship with God. You know, you think about God's law like the Ten Commandments um, that God has given us. You shouldn't have any God before me. You shouldn't take the Lord's name in vain. You should honor your parents. You shouldn't hate uh, or murder. You shouldn't commit adultery. And you shouldn't steal. You shouldn't lie in a legal sense of bearing false witness. And you shouldn't covet, like wanting something so bad that you'd be willing to do take it from someone. All those things, like if you look at that list, there's a hopelessness there that says... Man, there's no way I could ever go a day, much less my whole life, without doing these things. So because of these, these sins, we are separated from God. And um, because of that, uh, we are under God's penalty. Uh, the Bible says, for the wages, or that's the payment, of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So, as someone else has said, God is just. He cannot overlook our sin. You know, some people want to believe that God is kind of like the cosmic grandpa. <laughs> uh, you know, like he's like, oh, you know, I love that. Um, you made some mistakes. We all make some mistakes. But at the end of the day, if I put all my... Uh, all my good stuff on the scale and all my bad stuff on the scale, God's going to look at the good and bad and say, eh, I'll, we'll, we'll let you into, into heaven. Cause you, uh, you, you did mostly good. Well, first of all, if you really think about it, your bad deeds would outweigh my bad deeds would outweigh my good deeds <laughs> like 10 to one. And, and so then we would be at God's mercy and saying that, you know, if you really think about all the times you break his law, um, is, wow, I, I really don't stand any chance, even if it's yeah. good deeds versus bad deeds. And then you think about God's justice. Um, God is saying that the wages or the penalty, what you earn for sin, for doing this sin, is death. God is clear. All have sinned and come short of his glory. So there's got to be a penalty for sin if God is going to be just, you know, I, I don't think we would say of certain people that they really deserve eternal happiness. 
you know, there should be punishment for evil. Um, so God is just, and he will, he will punish that evil. Um, but God is also, as someone said, God is also loving, and he reached out to us. Definitely. So, you know, if you think about there's a relationship that's broken between you and a friend, somebody's got to take that first step to restore that relationship. Yes. Um, and in our case, we were not capable, um, the Bible says, of making that step, of, of restoring that relationship with God. So um, God says uh, of Christ, he says in 2 Corinthians five twenty one, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let me read that again. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For our sake, he made him, that is Christ, to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So God wants to do in our lives this great exchange, as, as someone has called it. Taking, if you picture in your hand, there's a book um, that represents all the evil and bad things that you've ever done. God wants to take that book of all the evil that we have ever done and place it on Christ and say, I am making Christ to be sin so that you can become the righteousness of God. So that's how we have this relationship restored. And then everybody knows, or most people have heard John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So that's that's how the relationship is restored. We have to say, I, I admit, you know, I'm a sinner. I've done a lot of bad things, and I recognize that those bad things separate me from God. And we have to be willing to say, you know, Lord, I accept that you have made a sacrifice, and that sacrifice will um, pay for the sins that I have done. John, 1 John 1, 7 through 9, And the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. For if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful, that means he will do it, and he is just, that means he is right in doing it to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So then God is gracious, as someone says, and offers us salvation as a gift. For John 1.12, But to all who receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Love that. So what does it mean to have a relationship with God? It really is those four things that um, someone else has penned. These aren't my ideas, but God is holy. He cannot tolerate sin. If sin is anything that we cannot, uh, we think, say, or do that does not please God. But God is loving. He's reached out to us and made a way for us um, to have that relationship with him because he's not going to overlook our sin and God is gracious, and he offers us this salvation as a gift. So here's a question that I was thinking. So you, you know my story, and, and I, I, my first step was I reached out to God, and then thankfully the second one was to text you, and <laughs> away we went. Yeah. If someone is out there, and let's say 
in a position equal to mine, where do you think, besides those key four ones, mm-hmm. what do you think is something that either, or if they have a friend or someone that they're su- trying to suggest something to, yeah, what would be one of the best ways to do it? Say, hey, um, you know, come to church. Hey, here's a Bible. Hey, watch a movie, read a passage, listen to Christian music. What yeah. do you think um, in, in real world application would be like one of the, the best ways to reach out a hand and 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 you give them some knowledge pass on but you know what I'm yeah saying. i would say a couple things if you're you know kind of shaky about uh i know that i'm a christian but how am i going to help someone else the the easiest thing you can do or i shouldn't say the easiest but maybe the most impactful thing you personally can do is give them your testimony and your testimony is this is what happened to me um and not that um i I don't want to say we don't want to say hey this is what happened to me because then someone might respond with well that's awesome here's what happened to me yeah so we want to say um more specifically in giving your testimony this is who i was this is what christ has done um according to the scriptures. Uh, and I wanted to share that with you. Love it. So, um, cause like I said, if you say this is what happened to me, it, it, in our, um, Uber accepting society, people will just say, well, that's awesome. I'm glad that's happened to you. Yeah. But if you can say, this is what Christ has done, um, in my life and he wants to do this for you as well. Um, you know, uh, there's a missionary that says we want to be Point people that lead people to decisions. I love that. Um, in life, whether it's our the gospel decision or the decision to grow more, we want to be men that um, make that help people point people towards making a decision for for following Christ. The other thing you can do is if you're just feeling, you know, I'm I'm uncomfortable with, um, you know, I know my testimony, but I'm I'm afraid they're going to have questions that I just don't know how to answer. Take them to church because your yeah. your pastor or your elders um, they should be able to to make those introductions. Don't let them just come. Introduce them to people at your church if they're willing. Let them talk to your pastor and um, you know then plant the seed in your pastor's ear that hey my friend here he needs um, he or she doesn't know Christ. Could you you know maybe meet with us? Um, yeah. You go ahead. You had something you wanted to add. Yeah. Um, another thing was about the church was there are plenty of churches with amazing, amazing fun activities yes. for all ages. You yeah. have the little kids group, teenagers, 20 year olds, adults. Even my church, I avoided it like the plague. But they had a, <laughs> they had a singles gathering at the, <laughs> like a park or something. And I hope it went well. I, I didn't even really ask, but I was just like, ah, I'm not I'm not quite there yet. Maybe 2024. But for example, another church in, oh man, I forgot the destination, but it's called Calvary. I got invited to a uh, a weekend uh, little retreat type thing, and they had yes, um, uh, not like I want to say gun anatomy, but how to properly use a firearm, archery, oh yeah, paintball, mm-hmm. like all these super fun activities. And I made the joke. I was like, well, if I would have known this is what <laughs> church offered before, I would have been here a lot sooner, right? And the pastor was laughing, but yeah, that can also be in from from my history a, a very awesome way. Is like, hey, just come 
come to this barbecue, come to this activity. And then they'll eventually see, be like, wait, is this put on by a, a church? I had questions about this. Be like, yeah, well, here's yeah. the pastor, here's Ben, here's so-and-so. They can... That's a really good point. Good y- introduction. Y- someone may be a little skeptical or afraid to go to church at first. Like, what do you guys do there? Yeah. You know, like, I can't even see in the building. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, once you guys go in the auditorium, so... But, um, yeah, using those tools of those outreach events or the the retreats and stuff yeah. to get people open to the gospel, that's excellent. There's also um, an app that you can download on your phone um, called The Exchange Message, oh. which is uh, the those four statements that I use come from that app. So um, you could ask your friend to download the app or you could download it and walk through that with them the exchange message they have a website they have an app and they have wonderful curriculum where you can it'll it'll help you walk somebody through in a four-week bible study um, how to how to become a christian and they talk about those four points in a lot more detail so if you're you know like if you just want to, you got five minutes with somebody uh, and you say, hey, why don't you download this app, the exchange message, and um, it'll walk them through a really solid um, gospel presentation. And that's what this is. It's the gospel. It's the good news about how we can have a, a relationship with God, even though uh, we have broken that relationship through our sin. From my own uh, humble opinion and my little quick history, one thing that I can strongly recommend, and I think I said it on previous episodes before, is whether you're seeking a relationship with God or have questions or you're the friend that someone is asking questions to, um, it says in Revelations that God, or there's other parts too, but he commanded us to be courageous. So Mm, I would just, I I couldn't encourage you guys enough or whoever's listening or whoever gets a hold of this that, if you are fearful about asking those questions, if you are fearful about talking to that friend, don't just please try not to be. Don't yeah. be because it is one of the most awesome experiences, life literally life changing experiences and most beautiful experiences of my life. And mm. I could not recommend it enough. And you know how much I love movies. <laughs> I can recommend movies all yeah, day. Yeah. I can recommend this infinitely more yeah no i i think that i could not agree more with that you know i was thinking um the other week that i don't think there's anything more historically significant that a human being can do than to share the gospel with someone else because like if you think about it someone two thousand years ago shared the gospel of christ with someone yeah and someone else did that and someone else did that until we come to today where we have the gospel. And if if this world is existing 2,000 years from now and you told someone tomorrow about Christ and they got saved and their kids did and they told someone, you know, and they get saved and, and 2,000 years later, even though we're gone and no one knows we ever existed, our legacy in a sense, is living on because we're doing something of e- that's giving eternal life. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing more joyful and fulfilling than than sharing the message. Yeah, going back to that, I was thinking 100% double down on that. I was going back to the to the sin part. That is, you said something in there to where that's exactly where I'm at now, and I forget how. 
I believe it was Kevin Hart puts it, but you start and or some other um, uh, promotional speaker, some motivator, uh, motivator said it, but you start. Um, they didn't say gambling with yourself, but you start make bartering with yourself. Mm. And so, for example, how I'm dealing with that right now, and by by no means this is not easy, right? <laughs> it is very very difficult. But yeah, um, let's see, stealing I have under control. I don't steal, <laughs> right? Lying. Can I have my pen back, please? <laughs> Lying. I love this quote, and it's it's it's. Uh, I think it has context in the Bible, but someone else said it. But it's like, why do people lie? Well, you're fearful of the outcome, right? Right. I'm not mm-hmm. fearful anymore, so I don't lie. So, other things I have under control: the watching my tongue, the wrathful part. I'm. Let's say I let's let's pick wrath for example, right? And this actually happened the other day. Everything, my patients got tested at work, didn't blow up at work, didn't blow up at the food stand, didn't blow up at the person that, you know, cut me off. Yeah. Didn't blow up on my parents. And then all of a sudden my kids said something and that's where I say something. And it's like the Homer don't right? Yeah. Like it yeah. still counts. Right. Like if you have four examples of good, like you mm-hmm. were saying, but then the fifth one you mess up on that scale starts <laughs> to be weighed down. And that's where I'm personally struggling with and like you said no one's perfect it's right it's you live yeah. life that's why it calls life it, it has the ups the downs but yeah. that's where i'm personally struggling with that now and then also the acceptance of it right if i don't steal if i don't do this if i don't do that if i'm living a pure almost 24 hours but then given a lustful thoughts right try to forgive myself for that right like to, yeah. to move forward and know that no one's yeah. perfect and and just take it one step at a time. No, that's the amazing thing about our relationship with God. And I'm preaching to myself here too, because I struggle with guilt um, for the things that I do or haven't done. Or I told you I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you back later, okay? <laughs> but like, um, yeah, the cool thing is that when you become a Christian, like that verse said, um, Christ became sin for us so that we are the righteousness of God. So that when God looks at us, he no longer sees our sin. In a sense, he's not counting. There is no more scale for us once you're a believer. Like Christ's righteousness hits the scale and it bounces all the way down. And um, there's nothing against us anymore. So the Bible says there's no condemnation. There's no judgment for those that are in Christ Jesus. So, um, but yeah, preaching that to yourself over and over again is, is what we have to do. And that's what we want for everyone out there. You know, if, if you are, um, awakened to the sense of your sin and you realize that, you know, you're not where you need to be in your relationship with God, that's you're under God's wrath. Uh, and, and that is a fact in your life that God is making real to you, it's not rocket science. All you have to do is is what we have said here. Call out to Christ to save you. Admit that you're a sinner. Believe that he uh, paid the penalty for your sin on the cross and um, turn from your sin, and he will save you. He's faithful and just to do that. And that would be the most exciting thing and the most um, impactful thing you can do with your life. That's amazing, Ben. Thank you so much for today, man. Great episode.